There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everyone. You're watching Mornings with Mizzy or listening to the Mizzy Bender Show, depending if you're watching or listening to me later on in the day. We're back with our very special guest, Mr. Jack from Triple X Playgrounds. Hello there, sir. Hi, how are you doing, Ms. Good. So we introduced okay. you last week into this mini series that we're doing, and it's all about let's talk about sex and every which way that we can possibly bring it kind of through the channels, stemming from the game that you had created, which we presented last time, and you'll see it all on my social media. Um, but I thought that Today would be a really great topic to discuss your perspective on the swingers lifestyle. So whether it's me questioning you or you questioning me, let's get into the meat of it and get the ideas and thoughts from a male point of view, because the listeners usually just get it from myself. And so we need to spice it up a bit. So, awesome. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Let's just spew it out. Well, you know, um, I'm a tad bit green behind the ears when it comes to the lifestyle uh, for the simple fact that I've never actually participated in the lifestyle. And as you know, off camera, we kind of spoke about this, uh, how I was going to present the game originally. I believe we, ta we tapped in on it in the first show. We did. Uh, we did, right. And so, yeah, I was uh, intending on coming out um, with my uh, initial flagship product um, as a swing couple representing this um, introduction to the uh, alternative swing life uh, based on my ex, uh, she was very much intrigued and interested in becoming a swinger. And we had had numerous conversations about that uh, for many months. Um, and then we had decided, okay, if when we get married, we would voy, voy her into that, uh, take that voyage rather. And uh, it didn't happen. You know, the the relationship fizzled away and, and it just didn't happen. But for other reasons, it had nothing to do with, you know, becoming a swinger or not becoming a swinger. So, yeah, you know, after a lot of conversation, which I believe communication is key with communication, you can get anything done. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I had decided, OK, you know, if this is what, you know, she's into and she and it would make her happy. Um, why not, you know, give it a shot and see. If it works, if it does, then we'll we'll dive into that. And um, so, yeah, I was very open to the concept. And I thought it was a great uh, way to market the game because it does have a segue to the lifestyle. Like, it, it is a great tool for, for the lifestyle as well. You know what I mean? So I said, yeah, this is perfect. And I just thought from a marketing perspective that it would have been so much easier for the game to be accepted coming from a couple as opposed from a man uh, promoting this uh, incredible sex game or s communication tool. So I just thought that the marketing would have been that much easier and brand awareness would have uh, naturally happened just faster and more organically. Um, but it didn't. So my thoughts on on, on the swing, on the uh, alternative lifestyle, 
is uh, that I'm very curious and I have a lot of questions because I don't really know. It's such a hush-hush community that if you're not in, you can only speculate. And those who know me know I don't like to speculate. I don't like to assume. So, yeah, I mean, I have questions and probably from the derivative of the questions that I had when I was talking with my ex-partner about possibly, you know, getting into the lifestyle. So let's see, you know, how does it get even, how does the topic come up in a couple, in, in a couple's relationship where they're not swingers and like, who should bring, bring it up? Like, how does it all start? Where does how it does it all start? Yes, yeah, <laughs> so a lot of investigative work on this also. First off, it does come down to communication. I personally feel like it comes down to you have to be super confident in what mm -hmm. you're looking for and what you want, right? So from a sexuality standpoint, from an individual standpoint, you have to have these things inside of you. You also have to have super trust within your partner that when you bring these topics to the table, that they're not going to reject you in a negative way. They can reject you and say, this is not for me, but at least feel that they're going to be open-minded enough to have that conversation and, and see where you guys both align on it. Some of the recommendations that I, you know, give to others is if you are interested in something like this, you know, everybody watches porn. Do you watch porn with your partner? Well, if not, maybe that's step one. Ah, you know, I'm really interested in, you know, watching something together. Are you interested in watching this with me? All right. Well, yeah, you got there now. Now, what is it that you're going to watch? You know, Spencer and I watch all sorts of different things. He happens to like more of like the down and, you know, dirty and like spit and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I like, threesomes and you know more so like watching the ladies if I'm going to watch something so it's like a matter of having that conversation of like okay well what is it that you like what do you want to watch now you've gotten to that point where you just brought a different sexual tool into your relationship great and then from there you know is it more pillow talk sometimes like when Spencer and I are actually doing the deed he'll start throwing all sorts of stuff at me some of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. Some of it, like, throws me for a loop. And I'm like, this is not the time to be asking or saying this to me. And I get like, you know, but it, it allows me to go back to him afterwards and be like, okay, so, you know, you said this during there. Can we, like, what do you really feel about this? So two different avenues for you to be able to do the introduction. I also feel like those really long car drives or just if you're in the car in a very basic space you're not talking about anything like relevant or anything but it's a personal time kind of so you can have much you know more in-depth conversation longer conversation things like that so those are my few recommendations on you know how to kind of get it started many men are very intimidated to have mm -hmm. a conversation with their women because women take it very personally if they're not in that headspace they feel like they're not good enough. They start comparing like all sorts of different things. So you can't come like a bat out of hell and be like, I want to do this. You have to be really clear and articulate what it is that you're looking to get from it. So they understand why you want to do it. You know, for me, it was, well, yeah. Well, what do you think? It's so amazing. I'm listening to you and your response and it's like, okay, so this girl's perfect. So the reason I say that is because you communicate, you're very confident, clearly. 
And you communicate so effectively that you don't leave room for mis for, for error or for doubt. Uh, just based on what you said right now, and I take that from the experience that I had when I was having these conversations with my ex, right? So I'll give you like a scenario um, because it made me think of it, right? When we first started uh, talking about it, so I, I'm a big Tumblr, right? I love Tumblr. Uh, not for building brand awareness per se, but more so just because it's just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, to me, watching a porn, I, I'm just like, when is it going to get to the part that is exciting for me? I'm a guy, you know what I mean? And I don't get so much into porn per se, not a porn guy, but I love GIFs or I love, you know, a bunch of GIFs and then one hot scene, you know, of a porn and then I keep going. And then I have my favorites. Ironically, I love to watch threesomes. I love to watch. Uh, I don't like when they degrade women. I don't like that at I'm all. Sorry, but, I like that stuff. Right. That's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. But I do like, sometimes I get dark and I do like it. But but I mean, it's not my thing, right? Like, yeah. I like other things. I love bondage. I love, uh, you know, the whole latex and, I, and just so many things that I love, right? So then what I would do is share an abundant amount <laughs> of direct messages to her. And she would, her job was to, because I gave her a job, right? This is, I'm being completely honest. Hey, right? hey, I'd be like, okay, right. you have to answer me. And I'm super anal about it. So I'm like, in a timely fashion, you have to answer me on every single picture that I send. And I would send like 50 pictures. So I was, of course, I was being extra with it, right? Yeah. But the point of it is that I'm always doing research wait hold on so you would send her something and you would either want her to say yes i like this no i don't like what were you expecting back from her in my what so in my in my dark side i was wanting her to love everything mm -hmm. and be like wow like yes you know because she she opened the pandora's box she yeah. she's the one that you know started with you know you're a dom and i was like i'm a dom so I'm What's a dom, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm a this. And I had already created the game, but it was uh, rated R. Right. It wasn't rated X. So I'm like, okay. And then, uh, you know, she kept, there were things that she wanted to convey. And she was a very uh, confident woman. So she wanted to convey these messages of these thoughts, these fantasies and desires in a way that she felt safe doing, that she wouldn't be judged or criticized, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, and I was very open. I, most of the time I was, at, I was at work. So I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this right now. And, uh, you know, and then, so I would, at night when she was asleep, I'd send her a whole bunch of gifs and I'd be like, your job is to basically do this all day, you know, and, and answer me because it would, it, it would turn me on. And it would also give me an abundant amount of information of what she was into. So then if we actually went into it, then I knew how to set the hard limits and the soft limits for myself. Mm -hmm. and for her mm -hmm. and i just thought that it was uh, a very uh effective way to really get the ball rolling if you will so just listening to what you were saying taking the long drives having these conversations you know we weren't necessarily taking drives but we were doing a lot of research a lot of homework mm -hmm. using tumblr so i recommend that because tumblr is actually an incredible tool for that because it's there's so much visual on the subject matter. Yeah. There's a lot of threesomes. There's a lot of stuff there that you, 
it's instant gratification too. It's there. It's there. It's right on your thread. So, you know, and uh, it's very informative in that sense, you know, and then off of that, I, I realized, you know, that she didn't have too many limits. So I had to set limits because I started feeling uncomfortable. Like I was down to try it and possibly live that life. But, you know, there was a limitation on what would be could be done as far as I'm concerned. But it wasn't that many limits. Honestly, I only had a couple of limits. I think that for me, you know, kissing is very personal. Wait, so it's you very put a no kissing limit? You put a no kissing rule? I, I created a contract. I kind of stole it from Fifty Shades of Grey, the book, and retyped it. But I completely had a lawyer look at it and really make it into a real document. And then uh, I had a lot of time on my hands. Mm -hmm. So when I create, I came home with this contract. Because yeah. that, that was my mindset, Triple X Playground. I'm going to have, you know, these subs. And so I already did think I was a dom, per se. But I never had no one confront me. Mm -hmm. and tell me no you're a dom and i was like wow so yeah no it was very exciting the process mm -hmm. of getting to the point of agreeing to uh to venture into the you know this lifestyle but that's it, it, it's completely different for everyone right everyone is not as confident as i am mm -hmm. and uh or as she was or is so yeah it depends who it is and some people and i think most people are too shy or too uh reserved to ever voice it and i think that's a problem because you hold yourself back from you know your your, your deepest thoughts your fantasies your desires mm -hmm. so i think that you know my question to you is um is there a set way to do it but there really isn't right you gotta it's, it's just communication yeah there's not a set way to do it you have to feel exactly like you said like not everybody is as confident right so you need to find what your level of confidence is and then start communicating it with your partner i right. personally recommend to so many people that i talk to like if you're coming into this lifestyle observe you know okay so you have this idea now right but we all know that the idea versus execution is very different. Like, I'm going to tell you, your no kissing rule, you would be a hard no for me. Like, I would be like, sorry, that's I'm not doing that. Because I find that to be a very messy rule for the simple fact of sometimes, most of the time, when you're in this sexual experience, it's a very natural thing to do. All right, well, now we have a no kissing rule. But then, like, somehow it organically happens and you've just crossed the line. I find that, you know, because that's just how I operate within a sexual environment. So for me, I would not be able to hold myself and I know that I would break your rule. So like I could not be your play partner, but mm -hmm. many, 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 when they start out, have that rule, they right. soon enough find out that it's an unrealistic rule. And nine times out of 10, those that I talked to that started out with that rule have eliminated it from their, you know rules and boundaries or whatever but you don't I had, do a, hmm? I had another rule too what is it so the other rule was like no one well it was i didn't think it through because you know uh i guess i wasn't thinking about condoms and things like that but it was like no one can come inside of you uh, anywhere yeah so that was another rule i had yeah see like we it really depends on who I'm with and, and what it is, but we have like a lot of cum fetishes and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. and, but it's not with everybody. It is, right. a, you know, you have to, you know, know who's tested. You need to know who your partner is. You know? 
for me, you like, I can't, I personally can't get pregnant. So it'd be very challenging for me to get pregnant and I would have to do a lot of things to get there. But that doesn't necessarily mean that an accident couldn't happen, right? And I don't believe in birth control pills, so I don't do any of that kind of stuff. So really, if that person is going to do it, they have to be fixed. So like, you know, it's very complicated, but that one I can understand. Like that one's mm -hmm. more, because not everybody plays that way and not everybody really likes that kind of, so that's understandable. But what I find is, is, you know, automatically boundaries and rules are set into place. And once those boundaries and rules are set into place, then you think that you can go to the club and automatically have an interaction. But you're not, you're not well-rounded enough. You don't know yeah. what it is that you're getting into. So having that grace period where, okay, we've had the conversation, we've put our rules and boundaries out there. Now you go and you watch watch those at the club, see what they're doing. How are they engaging? You go home, you have more conversation. Well, maybe, you know, this rule that we put into place based upon what I saw here might not necessarily work the way that we thought. Let's talk about it again, you know? And you keep doing that. You engage in the different forums. You talk to other individuals, what worked for you, what didn't. So over this time that you're observing, you're doing your homework like you really like to do. You're still yeah. in the environment. You're still feeling the sexiness. You're still getting yourself to this place where you're acclimated into the scene itself. Yet you're setting yourself up for more success and not, you know, those mishaps that really come out of those newbie experiences. So I think that that's funny that you put a no kissing rule. I'm not judging you, but no, I no, no. I, I, I know that. that from you. I heard, actually, you know what the funny thing is? I heard from other um, swing couples that that's typically the rule that most guys put in the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I do hear a lot a that that rule is put into place in the beginning, and it's very difficult. So yeah, and then it diminishes. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When it's all said and done, I think, uh, you know, they're, as confident as I am, there was a fear factor that maybe, you know, she might run off with somebody or... You know, and I think that that's something real to talk about because I think for anyone who's trying to venture into the lifestyle and for, for, for legitimate reasons, in other words, like because they really want to live this, not because they just want to try it or, you know, scratch their curiosity. No, this is not something to play around with. If this is something, even though there's a lot of play in it, it it's, it's a commitment and it's, it's, it's a bond to my knowledge, and once again, I'm speaking without experience, but I'm speaking from so many conversations with people um, and from so many conversations that I had with my ex-significant other of, about the subject matter. And it really was more like, do we trust in each other enough? You know, there were things like, okay, you know, I am I like a lot of blindfolding and things like that. So she'd be like, oh, you're going to probably hook me up with some ugly guys. And I was like, what? Like, no, you know, just silliness. Like I felt like her concerns, she had no limits, but her concerns were more uh, of what she would get out of it mm -hmm. as opposed to what I would allow her to get out of it. Yeah. And, and then I felt like, why do I feel the need to control in this, in this space? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't feel that need anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And so then I was, you know, circling back around and thinking about that. I'm like, why do I feel the need to have that level of control with this where I just feel like, okay, because we would have many conversations like, what if somebody gets rough with me and gets out of line? I was like, I'll beat them up mm -hmm. and throw them out, mm -hmm. you know? And so 
right away I went into that macho defense mechanism, right? But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is supposed to be a moment of of, of a, a euphoric moment, right? Something very pleasurable. Shouldn't be thinking about beating anybody up. You know what I mean? So I don't know. There was a lot yeah, of things. So it like sounds that. as if, so I'm going to put some things out there and, you know, totally correct me or, you know, be like, you're out of line. So from what I remember and understand, your partner was a stripper, right? And so mm -hmm. she's in a very sexual environment. So I can mm -hmm. see where she wouldn't have many limits because, you know, when you're in a very sexual environment all the time, you have to navigate a lot of different personalities. You have to navigate a lot of things that are thrown your way. You know, some of the um, requests or, you know, side requests that, you know, you have to navigate through. So I could understand that being, you know, the one side of it and her being completely open to all these different things. On the other hand of it, not being in it and you, first off, I thought that it was really interesting that you had said, okay, when you get married, you'll dabble into it. Why did you have to wait until you got married to do it? Why wasn't it something that you were willing to explore prior to getting married? Okay. She wanted to do it when we got married. I didn't. I was like, well, let's go now. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, if we're going to do it, we might as well do it now. Right. Because yeah. I had a perfect candidate. So I was like, yes, it's, let's do it. You know, yeah. you got to also like you, like you put things in a perspective, right? You're saying, so you know, she comes... you on for a second, keep, keep yourself to the side. Cause you have like some like white lines. Maybe it's like oh. your, your blinds or something. Yeah. It's the yeah, blinds. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So if you think about it, um, like you said, she came from the adult entertainment. You know, she was a stripper, right? And I was incarcerated, right? So I've been deprived sexually for how many years, you know? And so all I thought was sex all day long, every single day. And God, were you able I, to masturbate in prison? I, you're in prison. So if you masturbate and you come, you you have a moment of weakness. I did not, I couldn't afford weakness. You know, I was in I was in a New York car, so we kind of ran the jail, and I needed to be on my P's and Q's. So I never masturbated, and uh, I um, never had sex, basically, because you right. know I was in prison, right? right. But oh, I thought of it all day long, and I was developing Triple X Playground, the marketing, the distro, the business plan. So all I I was engulfed in in sex mentally. So, of course, I had absolutely no limits because at that point, I was like, you know what? Everybody turned their back on me. I don't care. You know, I'm going this way and they could judge me. I don't care. But that's also a lot of venting mm -hmm. and a lot of unrealistic, you know, thoughts because you can't say everything you think and you can't do everything you want to do. Mm -hmm. It's not to set limits, but it's just some things aren't healthy, right? So, um and I'm not saying that this was, but so when I came home and we got back together, you know, yes, she came from a very liberal mindset because she came from a sexual realm. She was sexual and naked all the time at night. Right. And I was like, whatever, let's go, you know, let's do it. And I just would, I wanted to catch up on, on lost time, which is a complete oxymoron mm -hmm. that I know that now, but back then I didn't. And I was eager mm -hmm. to, please her because she had been somebody that I, I had fantasized about for many moons and I'd never been with her. I knew her for a long time. So I cashed in. I was like, yes, I got my girl. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do. And then I was like, Oh Jesus, we're going to be swinging. I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, who's going to judge me? I am Mr. TXP. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I just let my ego 
kind of solidify the situation and give me that 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 confidence to move forward with it. And I said, we're going to do it. And I said, if I don't like it, and we had that rule that if for some reason we can't hack what we what we deal with the first time, we won't do it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I knew it would have turned into a massacre because she was very very possessive over me and. I was very much in love with her. Yeah. So I, I, it, I don't know if it would have worked, but I can't say it would have or it wouldn't have, right? Uh, all I can say is that we were willing to try it. And so we definitely spoke in detail about every possible scenario to the point where I started creating. I took it to the next step. Like first it was the tumblers. And then the next thing was writing fantasies out. Yeah. and desires in a form of like blogs if you will and sending them to one another and we created these alter egos so i was alexander patterson and she was uh jezebel and you know eventually she becomes jezebel patterson i created an entire series off of this and uh because we kept writing back and forth to one another and her fantasies were pretty crazy i was like oh my god really so then but we fed off of each other so each note that we send one another became that much more it it was just deep you know and i was like wow this is really hot and steamy and i was like yeah let's do it you know so that's where she was like okay i want to do this i can't wait anymore uh she was a major major masturbator so she was like listen i need to do this we got to do this when are we getting married and then just speak the pressure it became it didn't become it, it took the fun away it was like okay now we have to get married just for this yeah and i'm like i wasn't ready to get married i was still getting my life together so for many reasons it didn't work but yeah and the as will I'm was there it, as i'm listening to you like if i knew you back then and i'm knowing all this I would have probably told you at the time, like, this is not for you at the moment. And mm-hmm. I would probably just take a step back because mm-hmm. there's a lot of different red flags in there that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure. not jealousy, but the insecurity. I mean, maybe there's a tonality of jealousy in there. There's some things that just seems like you need to build a more foundation when it comes out to exploring and bring others in from a sexuality standpoint between the two of you it sounds very healthy because you were able to really start to share those inner things and who the fuck knew a female could get that down and dirty or you know like there's all these different things that one can you know think about when they're listening to your <laughs> well yeah but when you're when when you hear it from your partner directly and you're like oh my god you know like you, you know i know for example like with spencer I mean, I was super corporate and I was married to a Marine who was not very, who was very controlling in a lot of different aspects of things. So my sexuality was very contained. I didn't even hardly have sex with my husband because of a lot of different issues and things that I had with him. And so when it came down to being with Spencer, I knew deep inside of me that I had this sexual side of me. I knew it from like the day I was born, you know, but it was nothing I ever really acted on or, I mean, sure, when I was younger, I explored and and I couldn't wait to give my first blowjob. I couldn't wait for like these, you know, first things, but I never talked to anybody about it. It was all just like my own, you know, inner thoughts and stuff like that. And when Spencer started to encourage me to like, who cares? Just be who you are. Like, who the fuck cares? And he was right. so far free. 
that I think that when I finally started to release these like inner things, it made him happy. Number one, because it's like all these things that he enjoys, but to see me flourish and be able to break out of that, you know, like it was like a really great moment, you know, for me to be like, oh my God, I'm exploring my sexuality. And for him to be like, oh my God, yes, my girl is like, you know, understand. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it becomes like this exciting thing, you know? So to go back and forth and share those stories or blogs or however you put it and hear her words, you know, they're not just actions or not like you're reading it maybe privately and you're feeling it and you're thinking about it and you're absorbing it and you're like, oh my God, yes. You know, so that sounds really enticing, but yeah, to like rush to get married simply to swing, that seems very not healthy, you know? Right. Right. Well, I mean, there was an abundant amount of uh, red flags. Yeah. Uh, And the more we spoke about it, because it became a daily conversation. I didn't like that. Yeah. As much as I daily sent her tumblers and and you know at least weekly wrote her a letter i just thought that it was becoming unhealthy and we hadn't even done anything yet yeah. you know because it, it became demanding like when are we gonna do you know and it it was the only topic that was spoken on and and then another thing is uh, yeah it probably most likely wouldn't have worked because the relationship ended up not working right, right. um and that being said it kind of gives me an answer or just from this conversation as to why I go, you know, every time I go to a swing club and I'm invited to promote my brand, why is everyone, you know, 65 and older, mm-hmm. you know, where are the young hot people? This is what I say to myself. Right. And then I've asked mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense because at a certain age we become more, Hmm in tuned with what's real and what what isn't and uh we become mature right so we can speak about things more openly and we don't have these insecurities uh, as we did when we were younger yeah because we our started. life experiences gets us to a no fucks given zone i was yeah. i was gonna i was trying not to say that but that's pretty much that's when you stop giving a fuck right yeah. not not literally but in the sense of saying yeah who cares what like spencer said who cares what anybody thinks mm-hmm. this is our lives and if we're extremely ecstatic about this then fuck everybody else you know what i'm saying enjoy your woman your partner and um and Balls to the wall, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But yeah, I think that in the right circumstance, sure, why not? But I believe that with that situation, it would have been uh, a mess. It would have been just a mess. Well, you should you definitely know? come to our events on the East Coast because oh, I think most of our is all under 65. I don't think we have, I mean, we have, listen, age ranges from every, I'll never forget. It was maybe like the first or second event Spencer took me to. And I mean, this couple must have been like 80 plus and she was butt ass naked and he was butt ass naked with like you know a thing on his pepe and she was like pulling him by a collar on a leash and i was like what the fuck is going on you know i was so new like i was just like taking it all in like just trying to you know the same thing happened to me (laughs) i was mind blown but then i said you know what i hope at that age, I am still as vibrant, vibrant. as I am now. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. Vibrant, right? Yeah. To be that vibrant at that age and, and really say, you know what? I'm still t- tuned, tapped into my sexuality mm-hmm. because sex is so pleasing, right? And yeah. and it's just like if you're 80 and most people at 80 are so sick and withered and they can't walk, they can't stand up straight, whatever, they're taking meds. 
But to see people so active, you know, and so mature is really an accomplishment. It's really something that you say, man, yeah, that's a goal. I would like to reach that goal. So, yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. You know, that's why I'm so intrigued by the lifestyle. And that's why the game kind of metamorphosized into the lifestyle. It was completely organic. It was never supposed to be that. It was supposed to be the best adult sex game ever. But then I thought about it and I'm like, I know all about this lifestyle now. How could I not incorporate this if this is the pinnacle of, you know, no holds barred sex? Like, this is it. So I have to incorporate it. And I was like, fuck it, why not? And since we were about to venture in, it just all made sense, you know? Yeah. Now, did you find it difficult, though? Because now you're a single male, right? Not not attached to anybody. Did Mm -hmm. you feel like you were going to be viewed at differently? Because single men do have um, not great reputation within you know our lifestyle I don't know how like you know I mean I only know like the swingers lifestyle so I don't really know like general public but you know did you feel like all right you know now this is shitty because now I'm a single male going into a sex driven environment that this is going to be complicated for me are you like no this I'm really comfortable and confident in what I'm doing here and I don't give a fuck Girl, let me tell you something. I am an extremely confident man, but at that point, I felt like my whole world was crumbling down. Uh, When we parted ways, it wasn't the breakup. I broke up with her. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the breakup that I was devastated about. It was my business Mm -hmm. and all the planning that I had done. It was literally seven years in the making from when... I entered prison to where I released my game. Mm -hmm. And the last two years or three years, excuse me, um, I had planned everything from 2017 to 2019 and a half. I had planned everything like, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that. And uh, to then be stuck holding the bag, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, how am I going to come out with, an adult product of such, you know, and people are going to look at me like I'm some pervert and I'm not going to be accepted. And they're going to be like, oh, he's disgusting. And then in the same token, I was like, if it was in reverse, if it was her putting the game out, they'd be like, wow, she's so bold and daring and liberal. And I'm like, we live in such a biased world that I'm like, you know, this is not Europe, this is America. And I'm like, you know, how am I going to overcome that obstacle? And I really felt like, at that point, I had to sit down and think about it, even to the point where I considered getting back with her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? And and she said, no, I wouldn't get back with you for that reason. Right. I want, so then I said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm not going to. She has this, you know, like, let's get married so we can swing. And then you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, let's get back together so I can put my, my business out there. It's very, yeah. you know, I'm happy you guys aren't together. Yeah, I am too. I am oh too. Uh, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, of course, I'm giving you, you know, snippets and pieces. Uh, snippets, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. There's so much more to it. Oh but yeah, of course. Completely dysfunctional, completely toxic. Really, you hit the nail on the head. And uh, I realized these things, and I said, you know what? I pay my debt to society. I, I I carry myself with integrity, and you know, I'm I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. 
by any means necessary. Anyone that knows me knows I'm relentless. I, I'm, I'm going to win. So I said, you know what? This is just another test. And I've danced with the devil many a times and I'm going to beat this. And so I just went into, you know, releasing the game on my own and just pushing it. So that's why a lot of people haven't seen my face. And that's why I started hiring actors and, and doing commercials and making them humorous and kind of like just creating advertisement that would be intriguing and funny. Uh, so it could be captivating for the audience. And uh, I kind of kept my face out of it because then they really didn't know who created it. They just knew this product was out. Right. Yeah. They meaning, you know, the masses. Right. right. So, right. and then at some, and then I heard marketers tell me, they're like, dude, you need to be the fourth, the, the face of your product. Like, you need to just speak honestly. You have so much value to add to this. And people are going to criticize you and they're gonna, but they're gonna end up loving you because you're open and you're straight up. And I'm like, you know what? It took me so long to finally feel like, okay, I'm ready to do that. And here I am now. So this is what I'm doing now. I'm actually, you know, speaking and putting my face out there and saying, hey, you know, I'm gonna start this radio show and I'm going to start talking to people and explain to them and what better way to cross market all my brands and anyone who I'm affiliated with. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I said, you know what, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I don't feel like I need a partner in order to be successful with my brand, mm -hmm. you know, because it's a brand and I'm selling communication tools and, you know, I don't want to settle, you right. know, I, I want the right situation happen. And, you know, so I just think that, yeah, you know what I, one thing I really love about you is so listen in from my my side of things you know like the foundation of what everybody does is you know they're swingers and it's about sex and this from day one me being in this lifestyle has always been business first always mm -hmm. because I wasn't a swinger and I had no idea of the swinger world like I had just met somebody and you know he wanted me to do this and you know the world works in weird ways and so you know, with my release from my organization. And when he asked me to take on my, my minute parties, like full time, I was still freshly new into like my learning period because I was still observing and I didn't understand the emotional differences between how does somebody just go and fuck and not have an emotional connection to them? Like I couldn't wrap that stuff around my brain and you know spencer always told me like when the stars and moon align you'll know that this is what we should be doing so i held that with me so i always i always had business first you know i love business strategizing building like thinking like it's just who i am yes right. on the flip side of things i you know it's a reward that i get to be super sexual but it's very rare that i have a conversation where it's super business centric and then the after is the sexual part of it. So I do really appreciate that. And I want to make sure I highlight it because we do talk about your game and your business a lot. And I want everybody to understand that this is business. Like we're not fucking around. We're not bartering. We're not, you know, it's none of that stuff. Like we are legit no. building our business and it's just really lovely to get both sides of it, you know, because mm -hmm. I like to add to that. I, you know, you're right. I can't stop talking about you. You know, I, no, it's true because I don't meet too many genuine people. Maybe it's an East Coast thing, but uh, <laughs> I'm out here on the West Coast and it's like, woo. Dog world, but, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my God. It's completely different out here. But honestly, I speak about you to everyone because I'm like, Mizzy is the best. I'm like, yo, she is freaking awesome. She gets it and she's super professional. And I love that. One thing about it, I love to be mentally stimulated. Every time we speak, whether it's recording a show or just what it's always profound. There's, it, it's just real and you can feel it, you know? So I think that we're becoming friends, yeah. you know, like, like genuine friends. And I just think that that's really a, a very scarce commodity nowadays, you know, because people don't know how to communicate effectively because of instant gratification and just sending a text and all right, whatever. And I'll deal with that person later, but that's not what we do. You know, we're to the point, we, we keep it business. We're always looking to promote our businesses, but it's because we have a mission. Mm -hmm. Our our mission statement, if you will, is actually what we're living and breathing, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's the commonality. That's the parallel mm -hmm. that we're that we share here, because yeah. you see that I'm dead serious about what I'm doing. And uh, and and I see the same in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And like, like I said, I can't wait to meet Spencer. I'm excited to meet Spencer. I've never been excited to meet anybody. Um, and I just feel like where I am in my mind, this day and age, I don't take anything for granted. And I appreciate the small things. It, this is not small, but it it may appear to be to others mm -hmm. who are small minded. You know, so I say it in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we have incredible conversations and we 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 don't mess around when we talk about things we talk about them and we're completely open about it and i just love that like the other day we're talking about you know a job and things like that like we barely know each other but you feel confident enough to share that with me and i'm just like you know what i'm confident enough to share things with her too you know and i'm pretty open but still you know it's a refreshing platform uh, and, and dynamic right yeah yeah 100 that's exactly i feel that way too so um, with that being said are there any other like questions from the swingers lifestyle that you're curious about and like would love to know more about or you know from a man's side of things from the sex world how a woman can answer it or you know things like that yeah so i think that uh for me Okay, so that wasn't the first person that I tried to uh, venture into swing life with. Uh, many moons ago, I used to date somebody for uh, maybe five years, six years, and I repeatedly kept uh, uh, trying to bring up the subject matter and seeing if uh, she would be interested. And there was a lot of, yes, I'm, I'm down for anything. If I didn't have any kids, I'd probably be a porn star. Hell yeah, let's do it. You know, let's rock out. But it was more like, uh, it was, once again, it wasn't a healthy reason. There weren't healthy reasons, and we never did. Um, and I'm glad we didn't as well. Uh, but the point is that it's something that's been like lingering in my mind for a very long time. So this is like 2005, and we're in 2022. So for at least that long, mm -hmm. I've been thinking about it. But I just think that if you're going to do something like this, then you need to have the right partner you guys really need to talk about it beforehand mm -hmm. and um because there's so many things that could come up and there's so many unique situations confidence is very important um understanding uh not no need to be controlling is mm -hmm. super important and then also 
this is the thing that came up with that scenario was uh yes 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 i'm down let's do it and then like i've been thinking about it how could you ever let any other man touch me you don't love me and i'm like oh wow so what do you say about that because like here i am making myself vulnerable and, and putting a request out there and then I'm being kind of like ridiculed for it. And I feel horrible because I loved the person at the time. And I was like, I don't want to offend you. Am I weird? Mm -hmm. You know, you're making me feel like I'm a weirdo, mm -hmm. you know, and I, it didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Well, so it's a few things. So really depending on, you know, where you're at in your relationship, you know, are things broken or are you guys in a solid foundation? If you're in a semi broken state, and you're presenting this, then yeah, probably it's not a good fix in that way. If you're in a solid foundation and you're presenting it and they're open and receptive to it, and then as you mentioned, they come back and be like, this, I would honestly, from that moment forward, I wouldn't even engage in the conversation anymore because there's something not right. So either it's something within the relationship that there's insecurities or jealousies or, or other things there's an underlying factor that would make that like a harsh reaction it could just be because you know as a female sometimes it is really difficult to acknowledge your sexual beings even if you do turn around and say yeah i could be a porn star because i'm so sexual whatever when it comes down to actually having the conversation is very different and you have to come to reality with what you're committing yourself to do this is very different you know when Spencer kept talking about wanting to have, he, he, you know, like we enjoy having extra men in it. And like, I just couldn't even understand how like that all flowed and everything, you know? So it took me a really long time to be able to get to a point where I was like, yeah, this sounds so intriguing, but can I actually do it? You know, like, can right. I actually, will I like it? Is this, is it going to make me a whore? Am I like, you know, all sorts of different things. So you know, it's really hard for the female to come to the point of view to say, yes, I am this sexual. And yes, I do want to act on it. But it's not okay for the for to go yes, 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 yes. And then no, no, because then at that point in time, you got to pause because if you keep going with it, you're going to add some more animosity, you're going to add more to whatever that emotion is that's underlying on why they, you know, snipped back in that way without having the understanding of why they feel that way. So for me, I wouldn't even engage in the conversation anymore. But then I would sit and ask myself, all right, well, this is something I really want to do. Is it something that I need in my life? Is it something mm -hmm. I just want? Is it something I can let go of? And you as the individual then have to make that decision on where you stand with it. You know, I love this woman to death. And so what? I don't get to go out and fuck anybody else. But no, you know what? I really do think that I need this to feel fulfilled in life. So I need to find a partner that's going to be able to, you know, give that to me and we'll be able to work through it. Two factors that not many individuals are willing to really acknowledge or think through, you know, like it's okay for you to want to have this sexual life and it's okay right. for you not to want to stay with your partner because they can't provide that to you. You have to be strong enough as the individual to walk away from it and say, this is not, this relationship's not giving me what I want in life to feel really fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot within the lifestyle where, you know, there's a lot of fixing that tries to go on, but then it backfires because mm -hmm. you can't fix things with the swingers world. You can't fix things with bringing other people into the relationship because then it just makes all these things that we talked about so much more catastrophic when the thing hits the fan and you're in a mess. 
Right. That makes complete sense. I, I, you're talking and I'm listening. I'm like, Mizzy Bender makes it okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's all kept, I kept saying. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, Mizzy mm-hmm. Bender makes it okay. Mm-hmm. I, it's so crazy. But no, I'm just trying to, you know, lighten up the conversation. But seriously, you, you're, you're spot on. Um, I just think it, everyone is not mentally... Uh, evolved or uh, on your level you mm-hmm. see what i mean and so you seem to have the answers without having to be defensive mm-hmm. without you know without putting up a wall you're just like no this is what it is and then you were asking yourself you know is this okay will this make me a whore and that answered a question for me because you know the answer is no it doesn't you know because that's just the label mm-hmm. and like who has the right to label you for what you feel you need or you want to satisfy you mm-hmm. in your person, your body, your human, right? So I think that, no, you're, you're spot on with it. I think Spencer is as well. Um, yeah. I, I, also, I, I have to, not to interrupt you, though. Oh, it's fine. Like, it's taken me some time to get to this point, you know, and that's a lot of self-reflection. That's mm-hmm. a lot of me looking back on, on the detrimental things that I've experienced in life. Listen, I've experienced a lot of positive things, but you know, when I go back and I look at all the really negative things that sit with me and I know like a life that I had to live at one point in time, I promise myself I'm never going to live behind closed doors again. You know, so I had to come to the realization in terms of nobody gets to dictate who I am anymore. And whether you accept it or you don't, you can go fuck yourself because I don't care, you know? And that was growing pains with my family. Like, I mean, it was complicated for a really long time, but because of the complications, you know, specifically with my brother, I'll never forget, he turned around to me early on into this whole venture of mine and was like, I just don't like the person you're becoming. And that really hurt me because me and my brother and my sister have a bond that can't be separated and we never fight and we never, and I had a lot of things going on with my divorce and being outed to my family and and all sorts of different things. And I said to him, I'm like, but you need to be able to accept me for who I am. And you need to understand that what I'm doing is not just about sex. It's about being able to be an individual. And it's about being able to be who I am without waking up in the morning And somebody telling me I can't wear this or telling me that I can't do this or making me feel this way or, you know, crying my eyes out, you know, at nighttime, waking up in the morning and having to go to work and be a boss and do what I needed to do and live Mm -hmm. this life that was so suffocating, you know, like you need to understand what the journey is and you need to understand how I got here, you know? And so it was a lot of, a lot of of different experiences that made me self-reflect on top of which talking to so many amazing humans with them sharing my story you know their story with me and me being able to openly share about some of the journeys that I had that made it so much easier for me now to sit here today and say you know what we are all who we are and you get the right you get the right to be who you are and fuck anybody that's going to judge you because they don't know you. And then that means, you know, that's the cancer in you. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Yep. So, you know, I hear what you're saying and I, it, it's just, 
intriguing to hear you say these things because this is your journey. This is what you went through, right? But is it fair to say that this is kind of like the staple of what people go through? Or is it what demographic of people are prone to be or venture into lifestyle? Or is it okay for a certain uh, group of people, whether it's their status quo or their uh, culture, uh, to be more uh, into uh, the lifestyle than others? Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't know, you know, I'm curious. Like, I sometimes I hear like, you know, these billionaires, you know, they don't care. They love to have a hot wife, like a trophy wife. And they don't care because, you know, they're too busy and they just, whatever she wants and what makes her happy. Like, I don't see that to necessarily be a real yeah, bond. Because how many billionaires are actually faithful to their woman? They're not. They um, have right. this trophy wife that's absolutely gorgeous. And she gets mm -hmm. to go do her Sunday coffee or whatever the fuck it is, shopping and whatever else. Mm -hmm. Yet she knows that on the side he's banging out every other fucking female that, you know, he can get their hands on. You know, and right. is that, am I stereotyping? Probably. Am I wrong? I can't imagine no, <laughs> I'm wrong on that. But, right, but my question with that is, so they can necessarily be classified as uh, swingers, if you will, as well, too. Well, they could be classified as cheaters, you know. <laughs> okay. If the wife, I mean, if she openly knows and they have an agreement to say, right. you know, yes, I'll be your trophy wife. And yes, you could go do whatever you want. I'm, maybe there are compositions like that. I'm sure that there are. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's really all about how it's presented. Listen, at the end of the day, if you're going to be a swinger, you have to be honest at all times. If you're not honest and transparent with your partner, you're a cheater. That's it. Okay, guys, stay tuned until next week when we finish where this episode goes and to hear our final thoughts on who are swingers, the demographics, and all that kind of fun jazz that we were just talking about. Be sure to subscribe to www.mizzybender.com to stay up to date on all the latest and greatest of podcasts, events, travels, blogs, and so much more. Until next time, you guys, we'll talk to you super soon. Ah!